Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's BudPod 153. Um, 153. Bun Hay. Please. That's me ordering at a Vietnamese restaurant some bun hay. What's bun hay? Bun hay is the 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 spicy soup dish with vermicelli noodles that hails from the ancient capital, the ancient Vietnamese capital of Hay, H U A Hay. You know where the Oh it 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 was hit hard during the war. I, yeah. the of, not the Hay offensive. Huey Huey City, the siege yeah, of Huey. Yeah, they always yeah. call Xi Jinping in, like, in Vietnam films and stuff. But what Vietnam films don't tell you is that the, what they were sieging was a load of delicious spicy soup noodles <laughs> as well. It has ancient walls. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember yes. from Dan Snow's military history TV show. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really grand ancient city. Huey. Huey. So, hey, Huey, Bun. Bun, no, bun, bun Huey. Please. Please. 153. Five, five, bun Hai. I'm pronouncing hey, hey, hi, 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 please. Um, and you just had some Asian food. I did. I actually have Vietnamese place is probably why I thought of it. I had, um, but I, I, I didn't get bun hay, uh because I had bun last night at a different Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, your second, yeah. your second tour of Nam. Yeah, Charlie has done well out of me the last couple of days. Charlie in the trees is, well, he's he's laughing all the way to the trees, let's just say. I, I've been fattened up by the man in the black pajamas. What's that? That's something they used to refer to Viet Cong. Oh, the man, the man in the black... The man in the black pajamas. Oh, yeah, they do wear black. They must yeah. have been hot. They wear black in a lot of hot countries, Southeast Asian. It's true. A lot of hot countries, they wear black, and I always think, what's the... Pl- is there something I'm missing? Is it like when you have a hot coffee on a hot day and it actually kind of feels fine? <laughs> yeah. There's a clothing version of that? When I see uh, ladies in, I don't know, Saudi Arabia and they've got full black, they're wearing just full black all of it. It's like, oh my God, that must be so hot. It's just soaking in the sun. and Like wearing a black t-shirt on a hot day in London. <laughs> Is like um, you can feel the mistake the second you walk onto a bit of pavement that the sun's touching. Yeah. You just go, uh oh. <laughs> like the second the sun hits your back, you go, oh, oh, oh no. no. If it was all of you, it's got to be hot in there. And it's all channeled upwards, right? Because it's like it's hanging as a rope, so it has to channel up. Yeah, yeah. Is then- there, are there, can you get them with vents? Like an academic gown has got big vents in it, you know, like underneath the armpits. It actually doesn't like go are up. Are we talking about the niqab here? Is that the, is it the niqab? Is the full... I, I, I forget. The one... Everyone, everyone always says burqa, but it's never right. Because I think burqas are the ones that have like a mesh face thing. Oh, maybe that's what... That is what I'm thinking about. Um, the, I'm thinking about the full cover-up. Um, okay. It's a cover-up! <laughs> All right. They're hiding women down there. It's a cover-up. <laughs> it is niqab as a face veil. Oh, okay. A burqa is a veil that covers the entire body and face with a mesh window or grill across the eyes. Okay, so I'm thinking of burqa then. Yeah, but a niqab is the same thing, but with no mesh. Oh, with no mesh. Okay, gosh. Well, maybe not the same thing, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about in terms of visible burqa, yeah. you can't even see the eyes. 
yeah. niqab, you can see there's like a visor. Yeah. Suffice it to say, wearing hot. black in those countries is hot. And the traditional dress of my um, my native people is the Karazandusun of North Borneo. Um, <laughs> also wear this, I mean, this beautiful um, outfit of like um, black trousers and black thick shirts with beautiful gold trimmings. Yeah. But it's just black, black, black. It is, yeah. It looks, it looks like not the first skin you'd unlock in a game, but like a cool prestige skin. Yes. Like black skin, black, the black cloth with gold trim. It's the best armor you can get in Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. You have to collect all the pieces around the world and you get the black, yeah, yeah, super yeah. black armor. You collect... <laughs> yes. It does look enchanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the point of view of someone who's played too many video games, it looks like... Okay, I know it looks like cloth, but in the game, it's actually the only plus fifty armor. Yeah, available. Yeah, all the Karazandusans look like they they had to go on Cheatmaster.com to to find all the places where they found the pieces of their outfit. Yeah, like they they, they gave up eventually. Like, okay, fuck this. I I can only do this organically for like thirty pieces. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they they. All, it's hard to be from that group mainly because of the quests. <laughs> There's just a lot of questing. Um, um, I'm trying to. I've just googled is is it hot to wear a niqab? Yeah. Um, and there is like a kind of guide, and the guide is like, yeah, try and wear lighter clothing or like, don't wear polyester. Um, um, it's loose though. That's the advantage. Is like keep it keep the clothes loose. Oh, okay. Underneath so, yeah, as well. Move. Yeah. Moves around. Yep. Get some ventilation in there. Here we go. Yes, it is hot under a hijab, according to Sarah Mushtak. That's the Thank headline. You Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for writing that in the London Free Press. What is that? The London Free Press? That sounds like one of those papers people make up to, like, spread anti-vax theories. Yeah, the London... Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, 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 the news outlets you should always look out for are, like... Um, World news today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, um, yeah, or like top story network. It's like <laughs> vague. It's like, hmm. It's okay. just called like truth news. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems to say that it is It is pretty warm under there, but it's not crazy. Okay, well, that's good. It seems like, like, that's often the case with anything, isn't it? As in like, any 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 question is often the most boring reasonable answer. Yeah, it's always like, well, it's fine actually. Yeah, kind of, but not really. You go, <laughs> oh, okay. Like most things in life are that. Um, yeah. Well, uh, how how about this question, uh, Pierre? Yeah. Um, are we a week away from nuclear annihilation? Well, yes, this is it, isn't it? Um, I'm sure, like many of you listeners, uh, you've been doing a bit of the old doom scrolling. I. Uh, have lost my mind, and I'm like following. There's some. T there's a few Twitter accounts where you can basically follow I, I people trying to like retake an airfield. I don't think you should be doing that. I know I shouldn't I be doing it, be but like it's happening now. You know. Yeah, I know, I know, but oh. you can't do anything about it. You've got enough on your plate. <laughs> if, <laughs> but even that feels insane to like. If Europe is wiped out of nuclear holocaust, it won't matter that you I'd, knew it was coming anyway. No, I don't think the nukes are going to be a thing. Really? Do you not think? No. So? Well, because you know how Vladimir Putin said, like, 
send the nukes to double secret readiness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing he said isn't a name. Yeah, he said put the de- put the deterrence on. It's like the, the like he ste- said he's like activate the deterrence. It's like well they're already deterrence. They're already there. Yeah, they're floating around constantly. But like so in, in like Russian military doctrine, they were saying has like actual names for the stages of nuclear readiness. There's four stages. Right. And the thing he said isn't any of them. It's well, always at level one. You have been following this closely. Yeah, yeah. And the thing he said is just like going, double secret probation. <laughs> like, it was, it's just to fucking freak people out. Yeah, well, it worked. Well, it did work. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was worried about happening because everyone seems to already be doing everything they can to fuck him up apart from declare war. But maybe he really thought we'd do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just more Putin brinksmanship. He's such a brinksman, yeah. <laughs> he loves the brink. That guy lives on the brink. He loves a brink. He loves a tall, cool glass of brink, that guy. <laughs> He's a heavy he brinker. Takes a sipper brink and he wants more. <laughs> he's got a brinking problem. He's got a brink. I think he's got a brinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Putin has a brinking problem. He's got a brinking problem. Uh, he loves the brink. <laughs> uh, Night out on the brink. First thing he does in the morning is have another brink. Another brink, yeah. There's another brink. You can't stop him. And he's on a real bender these days. We've had about nine days on the brink <laughs> so far on the demon brink. Oh, um, gosh. My main worry, right? Uh huh. Is that. Well, I mean, Ukraine is all, Ukraine's already putting up a bigger fight than he'd expected. Oh, than anyone expected. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's real Battle of Helm's Deep stuff. Oh, yeah. It's 300 Spartans. Yeah. And, 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 and all, these, um, all the sanctions are being um, placed against them. The Russian citizens can't get cash out of the cash machines. And, yeah, they can't yeah. buy shit. All the fucking oligarchs can't enjoy the very things they became oligarchs to enjoy they can't spend yeah. money in the west they hate but is also the only place where it is w- pleasurable to live so that's where they go <laughs> yeah. um and so i'm worried my main worry is that russia and putin are defeated but then he just nukes everyone out of embarrassment <laughs> I, it's like the ultimate rage quit that's what i'm worried about right okay so you think he's gonna take his ball and go home so now no one can play football. He's going to make this nuclear football in the briefcase home <laughs> and then lob it over the fence. And then nuke everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to pop the world's football, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the good thing as well is that even if he does decide to do that, it's not like he just has like a button in his pants that he can just press. Mm. He, it has the, it's, it's like America. It still has to go through like 15 different weird generals and like an admiral. and. Yeah. And, and eventually... like, like that, There's that, a theory that eventually someone's going to say no or like well it could be the final test right like if all the oligarchs are like he, he might turn it around okay let's yeah if we if we rebel now and we fail he'll kill us and then yeah. we'll definitely won't be oligarchs but yeah. the second he puts up the phone and goes nuke everything then that might be the point where the general who he calls says he says nuke everything the general goes of course sir puts the phone down immediately picks it up yeah we gotta kill we gotta fucking kill right, this guy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get rid of this guy Anything's better than not than being dead in a nuclear winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any amount of oligarchy is nicer than that. A small yacht is better than yeah, being but my, irradiated. My, my worry is that if there is a country out there that can, where the leader can skip all those steps, it's <laughs> Russia. I mean, North Korea more so. There was someone on Twitter was pointing out that have you seen those crazy videos of Ukrainians just stopping tanks by just standing in standing front of them? From, yeah. 
Well, if the Russian soldiers aren't willing to just smush Ukrainians yeah. with their tanks, they're willing to nuke the earth. That's true. That's true. At some point, they're going to go. I don't think. So. And like, there's examples from the Cold War where there's that Russian submarine guy who basically saved the world by not launching a load of nukes when he even, should have. Yeah, even though he was con- he, as far as he knew, a, knew a nuke had been launched. Yeah, he just they'd been, they'd recently been doing exercises and, and he suspected that something was like it just couldn't be true. Right, but he just right. made the decision either way to be like no and then like 10 minutes later they're like yeah hey, yeah don't worry about that that was just like a fly on the smudge oh. on the screen and so, presumably then he immediately collapsed okay so relief. i mean so i don't think nuclear- you're putting me at ease here with regards to the nuclear stuff but you're still very anxious so what is it you're anxious about the ukraine just like yeah like do you think this is his poland yeah i do and there's no version of the like put it this way sweden is arming the Ukrainians. Yeah. And Switzerland <laughs> is joining in on the sanctions. Yeah. Sweden and Switzerland were neutral to Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge for yeah. Sweden to be like, okay, we fool me once, crazy borders guy. <laughs> <laughs> and even Switzerland are like, okay, we basically refurbished our government buildings with Nazi gold, and even we are going to at least pretend to do something, which, and even pretending to do something is enough to annoy Putin. Yeah. That's so it's true. Fucking massive. Yeah. The whole thing's massive and basically I don't know. I mean, if there's no because there, there's no like I what I don't know and and what worries me is that there's no clear understanding of what exactly the goal is. Yeah, yeah, it sometimes seems like he doesn't know what he wants. Cuz here's the thing. There's there's a very good analysis of it by Lawrence Friedman, who's the professor emeritus or something fancy of war studies at King's College London, and he was saying that look the number of troops that Russia has to throw into this, which is like at most two hundred fifty thousand, is around the same number of troops that America and Britain needed to invade and occupy Iraq. Right. Iraq uh, has twenty million fewer people than Ukraine, mm. and Ukraine's like five times the size, four times the size. Yes. It's nowhere near enough people. So what's the plan? Is he going to occupy it? And like that was with a population that at least initially welcomed us. We're talking about Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. Ukraine, yeah. all of them hate them already, and they all yeah. have anti tank missiles, and they're all furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's uh, yeah the, what is the end game? Is what's it, the uh, point? Yeah. And, they, and that was assuming they'd do well. well. Then, that was assuming they'd do as well as we did on day one of the Iraq war, which was basically just to win immediately and delete yeah. their air force. For, like, <laughs> <laughs> delete just, airforce.exe. Yeah, just like highlight all the different planes on your desktop and just go, Ben, just delete. <laughs> like, the fact that Ukraine even still has an air force is actively weird. Right. Day one, every yeah. single Ukrainian fighter plane should have just been ash, and it's not. They're still tootling around in the sky. It's fucking mad. It's weird. It's not just incompetent, it's actively weird. The mm. only way Russia's performance could be any weirder in terms of its badness is if it turned out all their guns were made of ham. <laughs> and there was like a viral TikTok video of a Ukrainian going, what? And like, what the fuck? And like picking up a gun and just going, he just through his hand, going like, it's ham. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that, that, that's the only thing weirder than all the stuff that's already happened like there's footage of them just abandoning tanks even sometimes when they have fuel yeah yeah and just in the middle of the road there'll just be this empty tank with an engine running like something out of a gta game <laughs> like, what the? something in battlefield like you, yeah yes, you, yes you, oh tank spawned yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucked up and i mean like on a, on a more like on a less existential geopolitical level People are just being shelled in the fucking apartment blocks, and it's yeah, like it's you know, harrowing. I mean, the, the, the missile that hit just the center of Kiev today yeah. is just appalling, just enormous. I think it was an Iskander missile. 
Yeah, I mean, the whole thing's crazy. And also, it's going to be a refugee crisis. And it's the first time in a long time that like two appreciably solid, serious states have gone toe-to-toe. Yeah. Yeah, two, it's, it's the first time two sort of comparable militaries have gone... Well, not even comparable, but just like... So, like, Armenia and, and Azerbaijan had that war, like, a few months ago or last year or whenever it was. But even that was about, like, all, like long-disputed territory. And it was like, no one, no one involved had a nuke. Yes. And, it, you know, it was in a very, like, small area of dispute. Whereas this is, like... Ukraine. The only country in Europe bigger than Ukraine is Russia. Mm. Like, this the whole... The scale of this is enormous. Refugees are flooding into the EU... Um, yeah, it's just that no, this is bigger than nine eleven in terms of its change to the global order. Sweden and Finland might join NATO. I'd fucking join NATO if I was them. Yeah, if I had a border with Russia, I'd be pooping my pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been losing my mind basically. Yeah, I'm sorry but I don't think that, we'll get nuked. Okay. Well, I've just been losing my mind over every other aspect of the <laughs> of the conflict. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is big stuff. And it's sort of the the latest in a string of large-scale events of the last, what, what's it coming to now? Six years of going, no, the worst possible thing's not going to happen. Yeah. It's threatening to happen, (laughs) but it's not going to actually happen. Well, that's it. And time after time (laughs) after time it has. Yeah. Brexit, Trump. Well, it's not going to actually... They win. Oh, he's not gonna actually. He wins. Oh, the COVID is not really. It's just the flu. It's not. <laughs> well, like it can't come back after. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Well, it can't come back. Yeah, it's back again. Yeah, three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's dead. Um, yeah, it's a good point. For four years, four years, six years six now. Years, yeah. For six years now, it's just been constantly like. Well, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? <laughs> Just getting punched in the face by reality again and again. Yeah. I think that's it. I think the the chastening experience, especially of COVID, has meant that whatever I what like I, I'm so willing to believe now yeah. that worst options are more possible. Because they just in a way, the the way that Vladimir Putin got so strong was that we always thought like that. Yeah, it's 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 the the era of Sod's law. It's Sod's law <laughs> on steroids. Yeah, we can't catch a break. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's not that far away. I mean, I went it to really is not, yeah. I, mean, I went to school with a guy from Ukraine. Well, my 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 folks flew back to Malaysia the other day, and obviously, you know, it's a fly well, around. Well, yeah, they had to fly around, but I mean, even that was like. Because, you know, last time a Malaysian plane went down is because some fucking separatists in Crimea thought it, it was a fighter jet. and Which is, yeah, knocked it, out, knocked it out of the sky with definitely Russian military tech. Yeah. Because you so, know how sometimes, Phil, in the middle of a village where there's just like every back garden has chickens, they just cobble together some some Kopex, some little bronze pennies, and they buy a BUK launcher. <laughs> with anti-air capability and million dollar missiles you know yeah. my son can't go to Eton I can't go to Harrods I'm no longer golfing on the best golf course I can't buy some hookers I can't go to Vegas my Caribbean island is covered in dust. We 
fucked up on Ukraine. Now we feel world shame. Shout out to any oligarchs listening. <laughs> Think we have any oligarch listeners? I should hope so. I mean, <laughs> so- someone's got to sign up to the highest level on Patreon. <laughs> that we could change the name. Our, Patre- our Patreon, our patrons on Patreon who do the highest level are now oligarchs. <laughs> we have big sinister conferences with them. What must be done? Yeah, Putin's really going full Bond villain. It feels weird that we were discussing his Bond villain lair, his Black Sea Palace. Yeah. Only the other day. Yeah, and now he's living up to it. But why? Why doesn't? Why, what's his problem? Why doesn't he's got a palace? Why doesn't he just go see, enjoy the palace? Uh, it is weird. It why is, are you doing all this? Uh? <laughs> I, do you think it's the same thing that means that like that's why like Elon Musk and Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos don't just like. Just stop now. Just stop working. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Why is Mark Zuckerberg even going to meetings anymore? That's why <laughs> I never don't understand. Dude, retire. Yeah, <laughs> you've done it. Go barbecue baby back ribs. Yeah, and it's and great sweet ribs. And go surfing with a white face. Go surfing like, with your face paint on. <laughs> Have a belly full of ribs. Your two favorite things, Mark. Marky Mark. And why are you bothering with all this nonsense? Instead, like, he's like, I've built this huge company that's worth quadrillion million dollars, and I'm going to fuck it into a bin by making everyone play Wii Tennis. I think, with I think a headset. what you and I don't understand is that there are some people out there for whom a comfortable life is not and has never been the end goal. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Well, it's like Walter White, Breaking Bad Syndrome. I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just them all the way through. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, at least Bill Gates eventually just went, no, I'm leaving Microsoft and I'm just going to go around giving people mosquito nets. Yeah. And being cool charity guy. Nice That's nice Kermit Frog charity, frog-voiced uh, charity guy. Nice frog-voiced charity man. Yeah. That would be a Halloween costume <laughs> for Bill Gates. <laughs> frog-voiced charity. Frog-voiced philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, yeah, you've got a palace and everyone's afraid of you and you've got like creepy portraits of you all over the country that people can like kiss. There's, you know, I heard like a good origin story. It's, it's honestly like a villain. It's honestly like a superhero villain origin story, the one I heard about Putin of like... Is this one about the rats? Oh, I don't know this one. But yeah. when basically when, when when the Soviet Union collapsed, he was... An officer or a guard at some outpost somewhere in the Soviet Union. An officer Union. in the KGB. Right, yeah. In, and uh, in East Germany. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, this mob forms and comes at him, comes at his his outpost. And he runs in. He has to lock the doors. He has to grab a gun. And, and like, he's, he's facing all this mob this mob down. And, and it's that moment that he, he, you know, he's cornered like, well, like a rat. And he has to accept that the Soviet Union's fallen to pieces. You know he's alone on on this on this new border, this this new foreign frontier. Yeah. And ever since that moment, he's been like, "I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back. We want it. We want it." That's him pointing at Eastern Europe. Yeah. We want it. We want it. We'll win it. We'll win it. It's fucking yeah. It's mad. I mean, I remember I read the story about him when he was growing up. In like uh, sort of the ruins of Leningrad, I think he was from. Um, 
and like he's like Magneto. <laughs> he's an evil Magneto instead of a complicated Magneto. <laughs> um, and he uh, something about they, they would go around chasing rats and stuff, like the big rats that like went around all the bomb craters and things that were oh, still like there. Oh, like a fallout. Yeah, and just to like, get them out of the apartment block or something. And uh, it was something about they cornered this particularly big. He cornered this particularly big rat, and once it was cornered, it just jumped at him, and he was like, ah! and, like ran away. <laughs> And he like apparently this is a story he told someone who then recounted it. Yeah. Um, some general who retired and put it in his memoirs or whatever. Anyway, source source needed. I can find it again if anyone's interested. And uh, apparently that was his like he tells that story as a way of saying never never corner a rat. Like yes. I, either kill it immediately or let it have some way of Sorry, yeah. squirreling out of it that yeah. means it doesn't jump at your goddamn face. But then, sure. in a way, he's that's he's, he's the rat. Well, he's the rat, but in a way, he's cornered the Ukrainians. Right, they're leaping at his face right now. It's it's rat on rat. It's like the Spider-Man meme, but with <laughs> two cornered rats. <laughs> Are you um, pleased that like uh, we gave them all those launches? They are using them. Who are the Ukrainians? With the British, we gave them launches. We gave yeah. them anti-tank missiles. Well, yeah, if they're they're putting to good use. Yeah, there's footage of it. Yeah, we weren't using them. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> ISIS never got tanks. Uh, well, no, that's true. They did. They nicked some from the Iraqi army, but yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, I should know how it could well, possibly end. It's yeah. It, 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 I sometimes think, is this just going to be like, as you say, another like an Iraq or an Afghanistan, like a twenty year, twenty years occupation slash war, just insurgents. An insurgent, like a decades-long insurgency war, or something. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 an odd one. And even if it is that, then like all the countries around Ukraine that are anti-Russia are definitely going to be like doing the equivalent of funding the Taliban. You is know there, what I mean? Is there any chance there'll be like one of these one of the peace talks they have, and and Ukraine gives? I guess you you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. But like they go, okay, here's like you can have this little corridor if you just back off now. Or you just have that those bits that want to. That are like separatist. Yeah. Before, yeah, maybe. But I mean, I mean, maybe at some point Putin starts looking for a way to climb down, or just like. That's the trouble is that all the ways that are about climbing down require the Ukrainians who are like fighting for their existence to hand over yeah, a, exactly. a slice of something to that yeah. fucking maniac. Have you I already lost Crimea? Yeah, exactly, and the, and those bits of Donetsk, Donetsk, and and Lugansk. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I was tempted, I was thinking, like, I was tempted, if I, if I was him, I'd be tempted to be like, uh, we swear to never join NATO, and when Russia troops leave, just immediately join NATO. Yeah. And when they complain, be like, oh, violating treaties is bad, is it? <laughs> Wait, is upsetting, it... upsetting, is it, when someone violates a treaty? Isn't Zelensky saying now, let us join NATO right now, let's join? EU. EU, that's it. Well, either yeah, one, I mean, he'd yeah. be overjoyed with either one. That'd be, yeah, gosh. That would be that'd be some brinksmanship. We'd be brinking then. <laughs> yeah, we'd be brinking real hard. We'd be brinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> we'd be brinking the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> someone was pointing out, like someone online was like, "Oh, you can't join the EU if half your country's like occupied or disputed." And someone else was like, "Well, Cyprus did." Oh right. Because half of Cyprus is Turkish Cyprus. Oh, interesting. And mm. then apparently the reason that happened is that Greece was like. You will let Cyprus join the EU, and the EU was like, "No, half of it's like disputed territory. There's like a DMZ," and and Greece was like, "We will veto 
every other fucking country that wants to join Hungary, Poland, you name it. We will veto every last one of them. Right. Unless you let Cyprus join. And they went, fine. <laughs> fine, Greece. You can have what you want again. Um, so maybe... But I don't really know how it would help Zelensky. I guess it would mean that Russia was attacking an EU country and that would mean something. But, I mean, the EU's... Well, fair play. The Germans are rearming, Phil. Really? Yeah, they've just added like another 100 billion euros to their defense budget. and uh, Who'd have thought we'd find ourselves in a place <laughs> not even a century on going, yay, the Germans are rearming, good. <laughs> well, it's like with China, I'm just being like, let's hope Japan has a powerful navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing switched Man, around. Yeah, complete flip-flop. It's like a very long-running show. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and you go, oh, what? It's like Power Rangers when the the, <laughs> the evil is it the yeah. the, oh, the Green Ranger becomes the White Ranger, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, good, they're the good guy now. Yeah, and you go, oh, yeah, they can help. They can help, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, I thought Germany was still um, prevented from 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 building up too large a military. No. Oh, they're not. No, not anymore. I don't think since they merged. But I mean, in this, uh, even if they were, they'd be ways rounded. Like there's like every every country calls its military a defense force now, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just change the definition of defense. It's funny that the Ministry of Defense used to be the Ministry of War. Yeah. And you'd be like, I'm the Minister of War. You want to start a war? You talk to me. Yeah. Everyone was very bold back then. There's no fucking around. It's how like vegetarian food is now called plant based. <laughs> trying to leave just trying to be a little more neutral about it it's based on plants it's based on plants it's based on plants. and i'm not gonna say i'm gonna shove vegetables on you through it but if you want something that's based on plants so you can come off look we, we don't copy plants but it's, ba- it's based on plants <laughs> based on a true story it's plant-based you can only actually call it a plant if it's from the plant region of france so this is just plant-based this is just plant spa- inspired this <laughs> these are just sparkling crops <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i don't know what china's thinking that's why i always wonder about is he like oh, come on dude calm down i think china would have been fine with it if it had worked right but it hasn't worked and it's basically united the west really strongly <laughs> and loads of like fat lazy european countries that never wanted to actually have a proper defense budget and now going go and buying tanks on ebay yeah the, the interesting thing between like putin and china is like Putin's like, hey, everybody, look at me. Look what I'm doing. And China's like, everyone, look at them. Don't look at us. Yeah. Whereas the last thing China wanted is everyone on edge and nuclear, mm. which is what's happening. Yeah. And, all- and also, like, uh, Putin disrupting, like, all of, uh, all of China's customers. Yeah, like, and the global when- economy. Yeah. Also, China has a real boner for sovereignty of countries. Like, don't interfere in another country. Yes, but but also they're also like on the side of big countries, uh, taking countries that they know are supposed to be there. They, they do like that, but their rhetoric is constantly, it is our affair, yes. none of your business. So when another country does something like that, it tries to change president of another country. Also, like, given that China's absorbed, like, you know, Tibet, Mongolia, even like... Um, uh, what's the Uyghur territory called again? Xinjiang. Xinjiang. Then anyone who's like, 
these ancient lands need to be restored to their original... Like, that's going to make you sweat a bit, right? Uh-huh. Given that Mongolia is still a country. Mm. And officially half of Mongolia is just in China. Yeah. They're going to be like, less of, less, less of that. Less of that sort of talk. Yeah. Well, the, the main thing that I, I, I find myself always thinking this when, when all this like border stuff happens and like what, when countries want to take, take land, I, I feel, it just feels so like, it feels so last century to want more land. It just feels so old fashioned. Yeah. yeah. You, it's like, I just go, you want more land? Well, that's the thing. Why don't you just Ru- Russia's, get more money. Russia's problem is not, not having land. Yeah. Why do you want more They've land? They've got the most land in the world. Yeah. It just seems it's such a boomer thing to do. That's what it is. It's such a boomer. It's just such boomer shit to want more land, more territory. Putin is such a boomer. <laughs> Old okay, man. boomer. That's, okay, boomer. As the tank, that's my reaction to the tanks rolling tanks into roll through your village. Kharkiv. Okay, boomer. Tanks, real original. Nice. What, what are you gonna do? Block the radio? <laughs> Block the radio networks? It's, yeah, it's, but that's the other thing why it's so gripping. It's like something from, what, 1939? Yes. It's fucking yes. crazy. Yeah, it's all, it's all. It's, it's also like, it's also like something from literally the Call of Duty games. Yeah. Where they go, Russian ultra-nationalists have invaded Eastern Europe. And it's like, an act, that's like actual levels you play through. Oh, yeah, I was getting red alert flashbacks for the last week. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is red alert has happened. And they go, oh, there's a load of helicopters coming in with, with Russian ultranationalists on, and they're coming down on ropes, and you're like, that's happening now. That's the news. Yeah. <laughs> the news is a Call uh, of Duty fucking intro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm li- yeah, oh. It's it's nuts. And, yeah, I don't I know. I can't believe how brave the Ukrainians are. It's like, so the footage of just, like, computer programmers just, like, <laughs> picking up an AK. It's like, yeah, well, if they, if they can't, I'll... Mouth must shoot him. Maybe they'll shoot me. <laughs> yeah. And like Klitschko and the other boxer, Usyk. Oh, I don't know this. Or the heavyweight, like, you know Vladimir Klitschko? No. The world heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. He's the mayor of Kiev. Of Kiev. Really? He's the mayor. He's been the mayor for ages. Of Kiev? Yeah. He's the Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of heavyweight boxing, boxing champions are Ukrainian. And he's a world heavyweight champion? When? Yeah, he was. Oh, right. Hang on. Well, he's not old. He's old for a boxer. I mean, you know, he's like five or something. How old is Klitschko? Did you not know this? No. And then, like, the other guy... That must add attention to city council meetings. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with him. Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, he's 45. And he was a world heavyweight boxing champion. He held the world heavyweight championship twice. Gosh. He's considered one of the best heavyweight champions of all time. My lord. Yeah. So he's he's Ukrainian. He's the mayor of Kiev. Gosh. And then, um, I don't know how you pronounce it, Usyk? Alexander Usyk is the world champion in two different weight classes. I think he was in America when it kicked off, and he flew back to just join the militia. Mm. He's like a multimillionaire. God. I think he's cancelled the fight with Anthony Joshua, and he's lost like the million dollars really? for it, because he's got to join the militia. Yeah, oh this, my Lord. this is what I'm saying. This is like movie shit. Yeah. And the head of state is a comedian who played the president in a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's nailing it. Yeah. This is why it's impossible to look away. Mm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, it would be impossible to look away without all this and the bravery and the suffering and so on. But it's also got this. I think there's another boxer. 
In the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his trade and he carries... You wouldn't want to be a fucking Russian conscript who, up until the day before, you'd been told that you were just going on another exercise. Yeah. And you end up being punched into jam by fucking but the Klitschko. Mayor. I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. <laughs> by, by fucking Dredrick Tatum from The Simpsons. Essentially. <laughs> like a giant like cartoon uh. man beats you to death. <laughs> the whole thing's insane. Yeah, it is mad. I can't I can't really bear to watch though. I'm just I'm just I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out of, of the news. Of, of tragic um uh frightening news. I just Yeah. I can't I can't keep absorbing it. I think I might listen to um, Ukraine cast on BBC Sounds because I love sounds and I learn everything from the BBC radio now. <laughs> um, so I might I might just listen. Maybe if I listen, that won't be too bad. That would yeah, that that's not a bad idea. Um, and you can uh, listeners, you can donate money to the Red Cross in Ukraine and various other organizations. Um, yeah. Don't if you if you are a crypto person don't just donate it to any old place either they are accepting crypto donations yeah but yeah, do yeah. it only do it all through the ukrainian government's official twitter account has got lists of this stuff so just do a bit of research see see what you want to give money to has 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 an has an, a national army ever crowdfunded like this uh yeah world even in world war Two, you could buy war bonds oh, of course let's yeah. all fight together yeah, yeah, yeah. Every little helps. But is this the first Patreon war? Is this the first yeah. Patreon army? <laughs> yeah, is this definitely. the first buy me a coffee army? It's the first GoFi army. It's the first uh, GoFund 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 army. Yeah, GoFund an army. It's yeah. the first time that an ordinary person can have a taste of what it's like to be a 17th century aristocrat, and to mm. ha- sort of help raise a regiment of fusiliers <laughs> using your own private money. It is mad, yeah. Yeah, there's some someone's someone's already like um, donated like three million dollars in crypto or something. Some yeah, yeah, they've raised a lot. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, give it a if if you if you're listening and you're interested, the resources are all on the Ukrainian government Twitter feed. Um, don't uh, <laughs> don't trust any other person. Ask it. There's crypto scams already about it. Really? Oh, of course, yeah. Fuck, man. There's some people. You're shameless. Just the grift on some people. It would be. It's always interesting to me to imagine if you could just track someone like that down and be like, "What? What's wrong you with a, you? Are you a demon? Where did you come from? Were you born of a woman? <laughs> Were you born of a human? Were you born of the jackal? That's <laughs> the Antichrist. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Um. But then, like, you always like if you ever watch a documentary about someone who goes around like scamming elderly pensioners, they're always like. Well, they're stupid. They deserve it. They're always like a mad sociopath. Right, yeah. yeah. I needed it. I needed it to buy things. <laughs> They've always got some insane like four-year-old child mm. level justification for it. Um, well, shall we do some correspondence? Yes, correspondence. Before we get nuked. <laughs> or not. Some pre-nuke correspondence, please. <laughs> yes. Correspondence from the before times. The before. We're double before times now. Think we about are. that. What do you mean we're double before times? So like the before times is like pre-COVID. And now it's also pre-Ukraine. But now there's a, a, oh. a brief before times that's before Ukraine. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ring letters, emails, Correspondence. It's oddly fitting. Rose. Rose, Rose knows. Rose knows. Uh, subject line: Tales from Siberia. Wow. Yeah. What a serendipitousness. Yes. Um, Rose says, "Hi, pals. Since you mentioned on the last episode that we were a interested in Siberia and b very disappointed by the film of the same name. You remember I was talking about the Keanu oh, Reeves film? Yeah, yeah, a while back. Terrible. Yeah. As delightful and weird as it was to watch Keanu Reeves speak." Very good Afrikaans to a South African actor also speaking Afrikaans, which kind of melted my head. The rest of the film around it wasn't wasn't worth it. That's a shame. Yeah, kudos to kudos him for the Afrikaans. Yeah, and he speaks Russian in the same film as well. Although I mean, John Wick, he's been learning Russian, I think, for that as well. So I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, I thought I would share a story of the or two of the year I spent living in Yakutsk. Wow! Like from the Risk board game map. Oh, I've not played Risk. You never played Risk. I've never played Risk. My girlfriend had not heard of Risk. That's that's one step too far. That's too far. <laughs> that's too far. Now hold on. <laughs> yeah, I need to play Risk at some point. It's great. So, like, like the only reason I know, so on the right hand side of Russia, yeah, there's two provinces called Yakutsk and Irkutsk. Oh, right. And and they're sneaky because one of those provinces you can go to Alaska, other side of the board. Ooh. Because the world's round, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I as a kid, that. melts your head. Blows your mind. It's only a theory that the world's round, but okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. There are other theories out there. There um, are other theories out there. Oh, interesting. So, um, A story of the year or two I spent living in Yakutsk, the capital city of Yakutia, officially the world's coldest city, and I think the putative location of the Keanu Reeves film. The, the putative? Putative, as a, a, a potential, but not sure, I think. Okay. Suggested. Okay. I believe. Let's see. Definition. Putative. So this generally considered or reputed to be okay, putative. The putative author of this book, putative, putative. <laughs> the putative Putin. That, that's the putative that should be the Putin. name of his like collection of essays. Yeah. <laughs> putative Putin. And he started. He started strong with an essay that he like basically uploaded to his blog just before he invaded a country. Did he? Yeah, he wrote a big essay about like a like mad rambling semi historical essay about like how, Dominic Cummings. Who is this guy? Gen- genuinely, <laughs> like a fucking crazy essay about how the Ukraine is a made up country and they're actually all just the same as Russians. Why and- do these guys always have to write a thing before they invade it? Why do they have to write a fucking <laughs> Genghis book Khan or a pop? Yeah, Genghis, Genghis Khan didn't sit around going like. <laughs> 
Webster's Dictionary defines hoard as... <laughs> You're Genghis Khan. Just admit that it's about doing whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think you'll find I've got some quite clever mm. dorks. 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 Um, Fucking Reddit Genghises. <laughs> He's a real Reddit Genghis, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea what that would mean, but it sounds like a, like you'd what a slam. You'd feel bad all day if someone called you that. A Reddit all right, Reddit Genghis. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, That's I've right. been slammed. Shit. Since yours is primarily a lavatory-based podcast, I'll cut to the chase. I believe I have had the privilege to use the world's coldest toilet. Oh! Ooh. Poo on ice. <laughs> the world's coldest toilet is always the one where it's ice cold with an open window after, and you're planting your bed-warm bum on it. Yeah. It's a wisp. It's a wee on the rocks, Pierre. It's a wee... <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's a, a stirred, not shaken. <laughs> we on the front. <laughs> it's the bum cheeks equivalent of a crisp uh, beer. Yes. On a hot day. Yes. <laughs> um, at some point in December, I had to travel for work from Yakutsk to the nearby city of Vilyusk. Gosh, what a couple of years. And near, by nearby, I mean it was an eight hour drive. Down one very long highway through a massive pine forest. Oh. Like a screensaver. Oh my lord. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Eight hours. In one line through a forest. Driving straight for eight hours. You'd lose your mind. Oh my lord. That's a lot of like... You could literally just put a brick on the pedal and go to sleep. Yeah. You wake up in Narnia. <laughs> um... Obviously, at some point in the eight hours, we had to stop at a service station for food and a toilet break. And in all fairness to the roadside station, it was actually pretty nice. A little wooden hut serving hot food. Oh, that's nice. And far superior to some of the absolute horror shows I've encountered on the roads in China, Central Asia, and elsewhere in Russia. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. I asked the proprietor where I could find the toilets. And she, proprietess perhaps, mm. and she pointed out a separate little wooden hut a couple of meters away from the cafe. Before continuing with the story, I'd like to point out that in the middle of winter, the average daily temperature in that region is about minus 45 degrees. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like the cold, but uh, my, my limit's minus five. I, she says it's Celsius and Fahrenheit. I, I, I remember when I, I was in Toronto, and it was a bit after, it was in January one year, um, and uh, they were like, yeah, New Year's Eve was minus 45 <laughs> degrees. And I was like, that must have been. Like, they, they were saying that people huddle in bars, then their breath would condense on the glass inside and then freeze on the glass inside. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Because inside it was so warm, it was only minus two. <laughs> and I was like, how is that bearable? And, like, and they said, someone was like, after minus 20, you don't really feel the difference. I mean, I guess that's true. Well, it's because all your... All your, your um, limbs are falling off. Yeah. You're just dead. All your capillaries have just receded and back into the bone. <laughs> yeah, you're just dead. <laughs> Once you're dead, you're not cold. Um, minus 45 degrees Celsius is so cold, it's almost the same in Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's right. minus 49 Fahrenheit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's insane. Yeah, it's horrible. So, quite literally cold enough, she says, to freeze your eyeballs if you're out in it long enough. 
Like like freeze the jelly in your eyes. Must be. <gasps> you must have to wear goggles, right? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I never even conceived of that. The last thing you want is to be out in weather that cold and for someone to say something surprising. Dung. Huh? Huh? Ah. Or to see a very sexy lady approach. With a frozen solid fishnet clad leg. <laughs> like when Bugs Bunny tries to trick Elmer Fudd. Oh, yeah. You see the sexy fishnet leg and it's got an icicle on it and your eyes bog guard and they freeze too. Disaster. Horrible. <laughs> on entering the little toilet hut, I found toilet hut is the toilets in Pizza Hut. <laughs> Turd hut. <laughs> On entering the little toilet hut, I found to my dismay, but not to my surprise, that it was a squatting setup. Yes, I know it well. I know the arrangement well. Interesting, I didn't know it was, it, was, it existed in Russia as well. I thought it was a pure China, well, East Asia thing. Well, there's squatting toilets in France. Fair enough. And so service stations. I sit corrected. <laughs> On reflection, it's possible that using a conventional Western toilet in that temperature would actually run the risk of freezing you to the seat. That's so fair true. enough. Yes. And the yes. water in the bowl. Yes, yes. Toad would just hit some ice. But that wouldn't that be the case with the squatting one as well? As but at least it's going down a long hole. Like right. it could be a, quite a drop, you know what I mean? Okay. Like away from you. Yeah. I guess you could be a pit full of antifreeze. Oof. Like chemical toilet. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's probably freezing on the way down. Yeah. As it's coming out your asshole, it's just frozen. Oh, oh God. So, as I went about my business as briskly as possible, without incident, unfortunately for your podcast, and I spent the remainder of the journey with my legs firmly crossed, trying to defrost my lady parts. <gasps> what? Frozen puss. Oh, no. The ice cold balls. Vagicle. <gasps> oh, wow. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess we'd... Well, like, a po- like, a, freeze, I guess. like a polar explorer's beard. Can you imagine how high your balls would... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like what's his face? Um, the explorer down Scott. In, Scott. Scott of the Antarctic. Yeah. And his frozen puss. <laughs> Can you imagine what your balls are doing in that kind of cold? How high up they'd go? Oh, they'd be behind your eyes. <laughs> and they'd push them out and then they'd freeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's, uh, she's trying to defrost her lady parts. Yeah. Uh, and wondering if I'd doom myself to infertility by accidentally and quite literally freezing my eggs. Wow. Yeah. On reflection, I can heartily recommend the Sub-Zero Squat experience, as it was far, far less stinky than roadside drops I've done in warmer climbs. Of course, yes. The stink is frozen. Yes. Frozen stink. Frozen to it, stuck to the poo. Yeah. Those stinks ain't going nowhere. Although on a different Siberian road trip, on a much busier route, the squat toilet experience was more perilous, as the entirety of the toilet floor was covered in frozen urine. Ooh, skating. Pee skating. skating. Skating on piss. Pee-pee skate. <laughs> Pee-pee skates. Uh, you don't want to pirouette on that stuff. Yeah. Pooping on ice. You don't want to slip on frozen piss. But if it's frozen, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, but I think there's something so... It's humiliating to slip on ice anyway. Yeah. But if you know for a fact that you slipped on piss specifically, <laughs> that really... That's salt in the wound. Yeah. That's salt in the wound. Um, thanks for all the laughs and company this year. Good luck with uh, live stand-up returning. And whenever I'm in the UK, I'll come to a gig or two. Koji Rose. Imagine uh, falling through the ice in a pea lake. A frozen pea lake. 
Frozen Lake of Piss. Oh. And you go. Psh- Oh, God. That's the image I got. That's like a punishment from hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's in Dante, isn't it? Dante's Inferno. <laughs> and behold the lake of piss with Brutus. A bunch of old sinners in it. Uh, and uh, some fridge magnet tat is uh, attached. And uh, it's quite funny. They say, uh, the quote is, uh, she, she says, please, please find attached a photo of some outstanding fridge magnet tat I encountered in the house of an acquaintance. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know him well enough to ask if he was aware how insane it was. Um, so the quote is, uh, it's two women in bikinis jumping on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, never put off until tomorrow the fun you can have today. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely meaningless. Disgusting. Yeah. And the quote is attributed to Aldous Huxley, Who's a famous name? Satanist, I think. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, like that a- kind of makes sense. Oh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. It's the guy who wrote Brave New World. Uh, oh... No, he didn't say that. No, well, this is it. <laughs> Who was I thinking? Who's the famous Satanist? <laughs> oh, he wasn't mysticism. He wasn't a mysticism, actually. To be fair, and psychedelic drug experiences and stuff. Maybe. Yeah, he did a lot of mescaline and things. That's right. But yeah, so I don't think he said that. But it's very funny to see it attributed to him in front of some jumping bikini women. <laughs> So she says, I can't decide what I love more, that they felt the need to attribute such an incredibly anodyne quotation to a famous person or that they chose to attribute it to Aldous Huxley, of all people. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, uh, Rose. Well, Thank Phil, you, Rose. now it's time for us to leap through the frozen door of piss mm-hmm. into the VIP area. Very important piss. Into the VIP um, Siberian service station. Yes, yes. Yep. Of the Patreon, of course. Yep. Uh, follow us there if you dare, listeners. And if you are Patreon patrons, we will see you shortly. Come Patreon in. Nice. Bye. Bye. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.